Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, don't you just love that Mel McDaniel, Louisiana, Saturday night. Huh? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we've got a really a good little rendition uh, that was played, and uh, if you can remember who it was, text me and tell me who that lady was that uh, has the most recent version of Louisiana Saturday Night. We're going to get it, uh, Chris to dig it up and play it. I know we got it somewhere there in file. Well, welcome to a post-Turkey Day. What do you want to call it? A Black Saturday, maybe? <laughs> Whatever it is. This is a big hunting and fishing weekend. Did you get to go? Are you planning to go? Has the weather messed you up? I'm looking at a very colorful uh, color weather radar map right now, and there's a a lot of rain, most of it light, but uh, some of that pesky stuff uh, going to be around probably throughout the rest of the weekend. Uh, how was your? Did you have enough food? How was your dinner? Are you feeling like that turkey all stuffed up right now? <laughs> and what are you going to do with that pile of leftover turkey? Well, you can make gumbo. Turkey gumbo is great. Sandwiches, the wraps. Uh, some people like turkey omelets, burritos, turkey chili, you name it. Got a recipe for you. It's called Tony Z's Wild Turkey Recipe, and you can catch that on this week's Thanksgiving week edition of Bayou Wild TV. Uh, we were making a hunter recipe there for the turkey hunters. Also, uh, Janice Lamont, friend of mine, uh, got her first turkey in Texas, and we documented that. You're going to see some really good, interesting footage of some nice big birds over there in that Texas-Oklahoma border. Check it out. In fact, uh, very early Saturday mornings, uh, some of our stations will be airing the program very shortly. And if you want to find out where station near you, we air all the way from Slidell to Lake Charles, everything in between, a little north. And, of course, we've got the YouTube channel, which gets us worldwide. Go to BayouWildTV.com, and you'll find the entire schedule there of all the satellite systems, the cable, and regular broadcast channels. All right, this week's Bad Boy of the Outdoors allegedly has a deep disregard for the deer hunting regulations. And... That's why he's our choice. We'll tell you his story this week. Also got those live fishing and duck hunting reports if you're going to be headed out. Pay attention. We give some really good tips, at least some of our professional guides and marina operators for freshwater, saltwater, and offshore fishing. By the way, uh, Department of Wildlife and Fisheries in Louisiana wants to remind hunters it's never been easier to tag and validate those deer tags. And uh, if you're still using paper, we'll tell you how to get that done. How about some gift ideas? Did you do any shopping on Black Friday? Ooh, I hate to shop, you know. <laughs> Internet's made it easier. Well, we've got a couple of gift suggestions. A lot of you have heard about the St. Hubert's Prayer and Print poster for hunting camps and lodges and offices. We sell those, and we've got to buy one, get one free going on my website at dontheoutdoorsguide.com. But later in the program, second hour, Chad Adams is going to join us. Chad is an author. Uh, he's been published in Louisiana Sportsman Magazine. He has a wonderful book that's out that I think make an excellent Christmas gift, and it's called How to Walk in the Marsh. And it may not be what you think it is, but be tuned in and listen for that. Chad's going to join us in the second hour. All right, we got all that to talk about, plus this weather. And, uh, yeah, that's a big story. It's uh, not the greatest for Thanksgiving weekend for sure. Uh, if you're going offshore, they're telling uh, small boats, small craft to exercise caution. It's not a, a small craft warning, but there's some southeast 15 to 20 knot winds and 
two to four foot seas for the brave that want to go out and try to catch some of those tuna. If you're going to be fishing on the interior lakes and bays, those southeast winds at 10 to 15 will produce a light chop. Got a pretty good tide range, and the Mississippi River has risen a little bit, a little bit over three, but uh, still lower than what it has been in past several years all right looking at that radar uh, southeast louisiana mississippi uh, alabama coast is pretty clear right now you're going to have several hours probably before some of that pesky rain moves in the rest of the state the whole mississippi valley over there near the texas lower coast and really up through houston to dallas all of that has got uh, varying degrees of rain some of it's very light some of it's moderate and some of it is pretty intense so you got uh, oranges, greens, reds on the screen, but that won't stop a lot of you. Good luck if you head it out, and we'll try to help you. We'll be right back to do it. Let's see what Robbie Campo did up in his Kentucky deer hunt trip, and now he's back at Campo's Marine. And he's got a report for you next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, more than a few of you uh, not only remembered our text number, which I failed to give out, 504-260-1870, but you also remembered hearing Amanda Shaw play her version of Louisiana Saturday Night. Uh, thanks to all of you uh, texting in. We welcome your text throughout the program. Again, that number is 504 504- Two six zero one eight seventy. Let's talk to Robbie Campbell. I want to hear a Kentucky deer hunting story, so I'm going to Shell Beach to do that. How you doing this morning, Robbie? Glenn filled in for you. Uh, did an excellent job last two weeks. How was Kentucky up there? Well, Kentucky was cold. Uh, we had some snow the first day, Don. Um, uh, we had about two inches of snow up there. It didn't last long because the ground wasn't froze. But um, uh, a couple flurries during the week. It was really cold up there. Uh, it was in the teens a lot of the days, but, um, I didn't bring home any bucks, man. I, I, I tried, I hunted, I hunted really hard. I did, I did harvest a couple of those, um, for meat, but, uh, Hey, that's what it's about. It's why it's called hunting and not killing. But I'll tell you what is being killed down here. Uh, they are, they are shooting some ducks down this way at a Bluffy marsh and in the surrounding areas around here, more ducks than I've seen probably in the last five years. And that's probably due to the drought that we have in the, in the Midwest up there. So um, today's looks like a great duck hunting weather. <laughs> yes, if, if you're duck hunting, I think it's going to be a really good day for that. It's a little foggy. You've got to be careful running out uh, this morning. But uh, nevertheless, it's going to be a good day for duck hunting. Um, as far as fishing goes, I'll tell you, Don, is you know from the reports that I've seen, uh, seen and I've, and I've got through from the uh, guys here at the marina here all week was just just incredible, man. It, it, they caught some fish. It was just a phenomenal week up in the Biloxi Marsh up here in Mr. Go and going up towards the Shellmet Wall up that way. It was plenty of fish caught up here in this channel. Pretty pretty trout um, on the south side over in the Hope Bay Lagoon and Lake Amita and. Grand Lagoon and Lake Amity and, you know, all your fall fishing spots that you want to fish this time of the year, it's happening now. So, um, you know, if I was going fishing today, I would kind of maybe wait a little while, let some of this fog burn off. If that happens, I don't know if that's going to happen. I know we got some rain coming from the west, um, from the southwest. I see it coming. I looked at the radar. I see it coming up out of the Gulf. I would wait a little while maybe, let a little daylight um, peek through before I would uh, venture out, because it's pretty foggy down here right now. You can't hardly see the end of the road. But um, it's it's definitely, and I, and I think it's getting a little bit thicker, to tell you the truth, since I got here. So 
I'd let that burn off a little bit. Uh, if that happens, I'm sure it will sooner or later. But uh, nevertheless, plenty of fish being caught. We've got plenty of live shrimp. So if you're coming on down to St. Bernard Parish, hook the left at the bridge and come and see us. All right, sounds good. Sorry didn't get the buck, but uh, you, you went with the right attitude, Robbie. You go there because it's hunting, and if you went and it was real easy and everybody did it, it wouldn't be any fun. So the challenge is still there. Well, well done. You know, there's always next time, and that's coming. So I'm going, I'm going back in December. I'm going to go back and, and spend another another couple, eight or ten days in the woods. And, and look, if it happens, it happens. If it don't, well, it don't. That's just I saw let a lot of smaller bucks walk. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm getting choosier in my old age, older age. So <laughs> I don't know. I just uh, I got so many of them in the house now. I just got to be uh, I just got to be a little bit more choosy. My wife said my taxidermist bill is way too high, so <laughs> I, I got to you know I got 23 on the wall, so I got to just kind of let them. I just kind of you know kind of I, I want to pick and choose which one I want now. So and if he ain't the right one, I let him walk. So that's how that goes. Well, maybe next time. You know, there's nothing wrong with having those amounts because uh, if you're like me, uh, all the turkeys and ducks and stuff I got mounted, I remember that trip like it was yesterday because that memory stays there because you have it right there, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Everything everything in my house has a memory, and it's just, you know, uh, I got hanging on a wall, and that's, and that's what it's about, to tell you the truth. Robbie, when you said it was snowing up there. What kind of stand were you in? Were you in an open ladder stand, or were you in a box, or, or what? Well, uh, I decided to go to a box stand for opening morning, and um, uh, and but most of the time I hunt. You know, most of all of the week I hunted. Uh, you know, uh, two weeks I was up there. I hunted out of climbing stands. I'm a, I like the summit climber. I got two of them, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I, I really like that summit climbing stand. That's a that's a that's a really good. It's a good. It's a safe stand. It, it locks to the tree really well. So. Um, uh, that's what I hunt out of most of the time. All right, Robbie. Well, like you said, better luck next time. And, uh, you know, it works in fishing, too. Sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. Thanks for the report, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving. Did you get uh, enough turkey? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm still stuffed on turkey, I'll tell you. So, uh, you and all right, Don, talk to you next Saturday. Okay, Robbie. Robbie Campo down at Shell Beach. Campo's Marina. Stop by and tell him hello. All right, coming back after this, if you are a freshwater fisherman, Jeff Rule's got some advice. He's got fishing spots. He's got tips. He'll tell you all about it. He's up in Marietta, Georgia, celebrating the Thanksgiving weekend. Back with Jeff right after this timeout on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. You know, when you hear that, can't you just see that big old bass eye staring at you and uh, just trying to, uh, you know, taunt you by trying to catch him? Well, Jeff Brule, as I've been faced with that many, many times, Jeff is our freshwater field reporter, and his reports each week are brought to you by Pure Fishing, who, by the way, has a new Slammer 4 spinning reel put out by Penn. That Slammer 4 is what they call the ultimate workhorse reel. They've taken it to a new level. They've got improvements to the Dura Drag system, a smoother 8 plus 1 bearings, and a line roller that's better sealed to repel salt water, make it a great salt water model. Check it out. It's called the Slammer 4. It might look good underneath your Christmas tree. It's by Penn, a product of Pure Fishing. Jeff, so uh, how was Thanksgiving up in Georgia? It was good. It was good. Too much turkey as usual, but. Excellent. The weather wasn't too bad. It wasn't too cold. A little rain at night, but overall, it's uh, pretty good. I just need to find a fishing hole up here. 
Yeah, they got some good ones, but I, I know you're probably doing family time. Uh, back home before you left and what you've been keeping up with, what's going on with the brass fishing? I've got some reports from the Delacroix, Point Lahash, all the way up to the Mystigo area. All that marsh is kind of the place to go right now. The, it's kind of the east side of the Mississippi River, all the way up to the Pearl. There's there's plenty of water to cover, but if you target those deeper bayous, that, that's where the fish usually start setting up this time of year. Uh, and the basic tactics are if you target drains when the tide is falling or you target points and deep bends when the water's rising, that's usually produce some fish for you. But, you know, but once you kind of unlock it for that day in that time period, you can easily move around and catch some fish. But try spinner baits, take Texas rigs around the drains. And if you fish in some deeper bends, you can crank baits and weightless plastics work well for that. And another option is you got that punch of vegetation. If you can find some cuts or points or banks that have that high sense or other things you can punch, that's usually the best way to produce the bigger fish. It's just time-consuming, and it's hard to find them when they like that. But, you know, again, if you can do it, you'll catch some good fish. And then it, it getting colder, you need to start ta- targeting that deeper water in them pockets and dead ends. And so you get some of these cold, cold mornings. Sometimes that's where they'll stack up, suspend, and you catch some fish there jeff how about the uh, basin you know we've had some low water situations around and that's been one of them yeah we got a rise in the mississippi river coming this weekend to next and uh that might bring in some muddy water in the basin but the most reports i'm hearing are kind of you head down to the marsh kind of the same patterns as over around delacroix and those places is you know find a couple little cuts and drains that's usually the best target in there but with the rising river coming next week, uh, you might have to go further south and get out of that main flow to find some decent water. But, you know, sometimes you get an infusion of a little colder, muddier water, and that just might help stain up the water enough where you can catch some catch some fish. Uh, best baits south are like worms and craws, just Texas rig, kind of either move real slow or just kind of swam underneath on top of the vegetation when you find it. Speaking of vegetation, how do you fish it? Uh, I know there's a technique you're pretty good at called punching. What's that all about? Yeah, it's a fun way to fish. Uh, first, you just kind of look for the, the right setup. You, you're looking for some floating vegetation or grass that might be matted on top. Anything that's got a kind of concave with a canopy. Uh, usually hyacinths are the best because some, sometimes they'll come out three or four foot off the bank and you'll have two to three foot of water underneath. And really what you're looking for is that range of two to six feet. That's kind of good for South Louisiana. And then finally the equipment, you know, a good seven-and-a-half-foot medium-heavy rod with a low-speed reel. And usually gear it up with 65-pound spider wire or so, and that just peg your sinker, and that gets you into the cover and helps you get the fish out of the cover. And most of them I just go to one to one-and-a-half-ounce tungsten weight. You know, whatever I can get through the cover is the easiest and not be too heavy. And you know, you gotta watch your rate of fall sometimes if you're in a little deeper water. But just creature baits like pit bosses and chigger craws, that's those work good this time of year. And most time the bites just a little pressure. You don't rarely feel a thump or a tap. And the uh, main mistake I see a lot of guys making they set the hook to the side. You just want to set that hook pole straight up and that gets that fish out of the cover and gets him coming to the boat. Full contact fishing is what I call it. Good description. Jeff, uh, we, we had a tournament, uh, the Crushing Cancer for Tommy Team Bastard. Did you get the results on that? I did. 11.59 pounds, Corey Wheat and David Cavell. A couple of 
local sticks, very good guys and very good at fishing. They uh, sometimes provide a few info for me. But the, the, it was uh, you know, good to see over in that area that they caught a lot of fish that they brought to, to the tournament scale. So hopefully um, by the spring next year, all that Tickpaw, uh, Tanspahoe River area down towards reserve and all that will start producing some fish. And, and I think they're catching numbers. They're just not catching a lot of big fish. So the weights are down. And, and really the weights are down across the state. I think just one of those years where it's a cycle and as they grow a little bit bigger and we get a little bit better fish, the weights start moving back up for a couple of years. Yep. Well, congratulations to those guys. That's a couple names you'll hear often when you're talking about winning team tournaments down in that area. Jeff, uh, any other tournaments uh, on the on the calendar, or they kind of fall off a little bit as we get into the Christmas New Year holidays? There's some local tournaments. Uh, I know the Bunkers uh, and Liars has some tournaments. I'll have to check and see if I can get some dates on those. Uh, they usually have tournaments all year long. You just have to kind of search, maybe call some of the local marinas and check with your local guy. There's a search the web web you can usually find some dates but they never really stop they kind of slack off a little bit in the winter time but there's usually still some going on here and there very good jeff have a safe trip back home thanks for the report we appreciate it and we'll talk to you next time all right thanks don all right jeff brule checking in with us from marietta georgia yeah, a lot of people on the road this weekend all right when we come back uh you know what i had over the holidays uh apple pandowdy yeah, it's an old uh, Depression-era recipe that uh, daughter number two, Tammy, uh, uh, prepared for us. Uh, my granddaughter, Isabel, learned about it at school, came home with the name. They looked it up and did it. i got to tell you, it's pretty doggone good. All right, what did you have for Thanksgiving? 504-260-1870. Are you hunting and fishing this weekend? What you got going on? We're back to share your text with our audience. We do it every week right here on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque. Radio Network. All right, our text board is wide open for you at 504-260-1870. Who you are, where you are, what you got going on. I'll tell you, we got an early text came in from Pete, John, Urson, and Avon. They were going to fish the bridges in Grand Isle on the bridge and uh, certainly would like to get a report. So let us know. Send me a report. Tell me how you do if you catch any fish there off that bridge in Grand Isle. Popular spot. Speaking of bridges, uh, I got word this week for you Alabama listeners. Uh, they did a ribbon cutting. They reopened uh, the Fort Morgan Fishing Pier and Boat Ramp on Mobile Bay. It's been closed since 2014. It is now opened and it offers some good access to the lower Mobile fishing area. Plus, you got the pier. You can fish right there if you don't have a boat. Check it out. It's uh, over there in Fort Morgan area. They call it the Steve McMillan Fort Morgan Fishing Pier and Boat Ramp on Mobile Bay. All right, when we come back after this quick break, I'll get to your text messages, 504-260-1870. We'll do that right after we let our local stations identify on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, let's see. We have uh, Justin in the Gentilly Refuge. He watches Bayou Wild TV before we go on the air. It comes on uh, Channel 54, My 54 out of New Orleans. It's uh, Channel 54 is a regular broadcast channel. It is the sister station of WWL Channel 4 Television. And airs every Saturday morning at 4 a.m. Uh, he says, I remember my only turkey hunt, his only turkey hunt. He and his dad went into the woods on their farm. They found a low-hung pine tree branch that was good camouflage. It was so good that a family of quail next to us never knew we were there. It's interesting you bring that up because the trip that we have on this week's show, uh, we had some quail 
came right up on our blind, didn't had no idea we were there. And you don't generally get to see wild quail. They, they, they hide. They're very secretive. They're very camouflaged. That's why you need a dog to get in there and smell them and point them. And we had that, that same thing happen to us and uh, really enjoyed observing them. All right, I got a ton of uh, Amanda Shaw. We're going to have to look that up and get that uh, version of a Louisiana Saturday night. She really knocked it out of the park when she recorded that one. All right, let's see. We got uh, Donald and Greg. They're heading to Grand Isle. Urson was supposed to be there, but he didn't wake up, which brings up an interesting point. If you've got a hunting or fishing trip planned and you're meeting up with your buddies, how long do you give them if they're late? Uh, Most people I know, it's like five minutes. If you ain't there in five minutes, I'm waiting on you. I'm gone because I'm not going to be late. And uh, that's kind of about my limit. I think maybe it might vary on who it is and where we're going and how much time we have. But generally, what would you give someone if you're waiting on them? Let's say that we plan to meet at 5. And do you give them to 505, 510? Do you call them? What do you do? 504-260-1870 is our text message line. All right, we have some more coming in. This one's from the Backstrap Stacker. He's checking in from Clark County, Alabama. Headed out early to see what's moving in the woods. Lots of fog up here coming off the Tom Bigby River. Y'all be safe and good luck. Auburn sucks. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel about the University of Auburn. Uh, Backstrap Stacker, I just returned from Alabama yesterday. That's where I spent my Thanksgiving holidays. And, yeah, that fog was rolling in over there on the Bayway as I was crossing Mobile Bay. And Robbie's reporting heavy fog down in St. Bernard. So, if you're going out, uh, it's it's a little dangerous when you're driving, but, boy, on the water, it can be very serious. Best thing to do, let that stuff clear out of there. And good luck on the deer hunting there, Backstrap. Hope you can stack some up for us. All right, uh, here's one. Said, oh, this is from Ed Miller, a Wilmer, Alabama listener. He had a good Thanksgiving dinner at West Indies Salad, which is some really good stuff with the crab meat. He had barbecue ribs, baked beans, Cream corn, apple, and pecan pie. Boy, that sounds good, Ed. No turkey, though, huh? A turkeyless Thanksgiving dinner. Well, to each his own. Uh, I had a new dish called pandowdy. Have you ever had it or heard of that? Uh, my granddaughter came home from school. They had learned about during the Depression era, you know, that people had to find uh, resources that were easy to get, were very inexpensive. And this basically consists of apple and some some uh, crust or dough, and it's called pandowdy. And I got to tell you, it's pretty tasty for a very simple recipe. Check it out. It's spelled P-A-N-D-O-W-D-Y. Pandowdy was one of our one of our Thanksgiving uh, Day desserts. All right, here's a report from uh, 4861. Spectacular duck season. Most ducks we've seen in a decade. The Zalman's area. Cypress Point Resort. I know exactly where you're hunting in there. And, yeah, it's been a while since been good ducks there. We we got this very dire report that this was the worst breeding season that, on record. But, as I mentioned before the season opened, what can happen? Local conditions can change all of that. Even though you've got low numbers when there's droughts up north of here and there's no water to flood that corn and uh, the marshes up there and the rice fields uh, stay dry. They can't pump enough water. Those ducks are headed here because we've always got plenty of water. And a little cooler weather than what we've experienced. Warmed up this week, but had some pretty cold weather a couple weeks ago. Well, I got a duck hunt 
planned next week. I'll be hunting with uh, five-time state duck calling champion Mike Smith, and we'll be reporting on that for you next week. All right, you got a report for us, 504-260-1870. When we come back, and to tell you what the old colonel from Hammond does with his turkey bone leftovers. What do you do with yours? We're back right after this. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, uh, taking a look at our text message, uh, we're kind of wondering, what do you do with a turkey carcass? Well, the colonel from Hammond, he's going to try repurposing the turkey bones into crab bait after he wakes up from his turkey coma. Yeah, a lot of folks have those turkey comas uh, this weekend. All right, here's a question. Good morning, Don. Where would you recommend taking a youth on a deer hunt? Well, um, that's kind of hard to to mention to you. Um, There are a lot of youth hunts, specific youth hunts, where youngsters are the only ones allowed to hunt with the supervision of adult. Those in Louisiana take place on some of our WMAs, and I would suggest you look at the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries website and go through the management areas. So pick the ones that you might want to visit, and they will list the specific youth hunting days. I think they may be over in some, but they still may have some going on. Uh, other than that, uh, if you there are some places, some lodges that offer deer hunting. I'll tell you, one good place is the island. Uh, they've got really good facilities. They've got lodging if you want to spend the night there, or you can drive in. Uh, they've got exotics, but they also have white-tailed deer, a good population. It's located uh, near Desalmonds. It's called The Island, or uh, Hunt The Island. You can Google it, take a look at it, and there would be some really good chances. They've got some nice box stands set up. It would be a great place. Otherwise, uh, on public land, you know, there's not a lot of commercial operations in Louisiana for deer. If you want to travel a little bit, Mississippi, Alabama has got uh, more and better ones than we have in Louisiana. But if you want to stay in Louisiana and not have to pay the high license fee for yourself, and youths generally, depending on the age, do not need a license in, in some areas. They do this year in uh, Louisiana. There's a new law. But check out what he needs as a license, or the place you go will tell you. But that would be my top recommendation. Either look on the Wildlife and Fisheries website or WMAs where they allow youth hunting only, or go to call the island and uh, – Talk to Grady over there. He can really fix you up. All right, here's, uh, oh, this is from Captain Martha, our co-host on Bayou Wild TV. She was supposed to sneak out for a trip today, but the customers got seasick yesterday and ran out of cooler space. So we rescheduled. Tuners were hungry yesterday. I'll never know if the swords were going to be. She's now uh, with Drift Set Fishing. Check it out. Drift Set Fishing is out of Venice. If you want to book a trip, uh, they sell Christmas gift trips. And she'll be on the duck hunt with us next week. That's Captain Martha. And, again, it's Drift Set Fishing. Uh, By the way, you can meet Martha Monday if you'd like. We're going to be out at Southside Cafe in Slidell. We go from the 4 to 6 happy hour a couple Mondays each month. So if you'd like, come on out and, boy, I'll tell you what, got some great food and drink over there. It's on Pontchartrain Drive, also known as Highway 11 in Slidell. Uh, We go two Mondays a month, and this coming Monday will be one when we're there. Stop by and say hello. We we, we tell fishing stories, and uh, no lying is allowed, though. Only stories can be told are truthful ones. So come by and see me and uh, Captain Marty. All right, here's Mark from Abita Springs, headed to the Bogachitta Wildlife Refuge, chasing swamp donkeys with his son and grandson. There we go. Three generations going after swamp donkeys translates into white-tailed deer.
All right, Don, what is your opinion of a turducken? Have you ever eaten one? Uh, yes, I have. I've eaten more than one. I've had them, and uh, Glenn Mistich, who is the inventor of that, uh, over at Gourmet Butcher Block, West Bank area in Gretna, he uh, started them. He's the one that got John Madden all turned on to it. Uh, for those of you listening that don't know what excuse me, a turducken is, it's a deboned turkey stuffed with a deboned duck, stuffed with a deboned chicken, and each one has a stuffing. Now, you can get uh, crawfish stuffing or cornbread stuffing, stuffing of your choice in each bird, or you can use the same stuffing. My experience is you got too many flavors going on at one time. I would prefer to eat a stuffed turkey separate, a stuffed duck, and a stuffed chicken all separate rather than mixed together. But uh, it's a lot of food, feeds a lot of people, and there's a lot of variety there. But I just think the blend of the taste is, is kind of overwhelming. But that's just me. All right, here's one. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, hoping to check out Janice's turkey episode of Bayou Wild TV. Got to knock out a big Christmas order of pepper jelly first, then get the tree up, then the LSU game. Whew! Glad I still have turkey and cornbread dressing left. I might need to buy more turkey to make gumbo at this rate. Have a great weekend. That's from our uh, listener in Alabama, David Hubble. Hubble's hearth. He's making that jelly. Boy, he's got some great pepper jelly and uh, some jellies you will not find in the store. Check it out. You can order them online. It's Hubble, H-U-B-B-E-L-L, two B's and two L's, hearth. All right, here's another one that says, as you know, we kayakers fish in small groups. Important thing is safety. If someone is late, call and check on them. Tell them our, let's see, where are we? Um, something on the water is essential. Coffee biscuits in Boudin. That's from the Lafayette Yacker. Yeah, you got to check that out if they're late coming in, in the kayak. I'm talking about if you're getting ready. Well, it could be a problem, too, if you're getting ready to to leave and they don't show up. Give them a call. It may, might even be a wake-up call. All right, we got the other colonel. This one is in Redwood, Mississippi, and says uh, their ponds are full of ducks. They're two miles east of the Mississippi River, and uh, just started raining up there. He's set up in the deer blind hut today. Been a super season, and also the ducks usually only get a few wood ducks, but this year their ponds are full. Glad to hear that. That's from the old colonel in Redwood as opposed to the regular colonel in Hammond. How many colonels can you have? All right, 504-260-1870. That's our text line. Coming back after this, we're going to talk to Captain Darrell Carpenter. Yes, we'll find out how this Thanksgiving was. We'll also check on the fishing for you in the Grand Isle, Fouchon area. We're back with Darrell right after this time out on the outdoors with Tom Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, got a few people headed down to Grand Isle that are texting in. They're going to be fishing there, and this guy fishes there on a regular basis so he can give us some good information. I'm talking about Captain Darrell Carpenter of RealScreamers.com. Captain Darrell, how's Thanksgiving in Grand Isle this weekend? Well, Don, you know, we talked last week about it shouldn't take long, the way the weather and everything was shaping up is before three things were going to happen. Sheephead, redfish, and trout on the side of the road. And all three of them seem to have happened this week. Now, whether or not the trout on the side of the road are going to hold, I mean, you know, there you normally, normally you want good north winds. I mean, it's deep holes, so you want it to blow the water out of the majority of the rest of the marsh so those fish congregate in there. You know, so whether the side of the road holds Tight? Don't know. It might still be a little bit early for that. Um, our redfish, 
the majority of our redfish that, that I got reports on, we're, we're still having the same problem. Number one, they're way far north. Um, I mean, we just don't have that much broken marsh anymore when you when you leave the north side of Grand Isle. So you're having to go all the way up toward Little Lake, uh, Bay 5, Airplane Bay, those areas. But there again, the same thing. I mean, it's we've got some of those 14, 15-inch fish that we were catching all summer that are starting to break the 16-inch limit. But there's plenty, plenty of them in that 30-inch in that 30-inch range. So you may not come home with a box full, but you're sure going to catch a lot of fish all day. And as far as the trout, uh, the trout, you know, everything. I haven't caught a trout in a while, Doc. And from everything I'm seeing, you know, they have continued to move north. Uh, rest our buddy's heart, you know. So I mean. This would be a hey Tofield, where's those stumps at? <laughs> you know, because those fish are way those fish are way up there in Little Lake and all right now for any big numbers. Uh it won't be long. Now I haven't done it since Ida, but it won't be long that we're gonna have to jump across Highway One and start relearning what changed in the in the Leeville marsh. Because the Leeville side, the point of Shan side has been been doing just hammering some good fish. Mm-hmm. What about those sheephead at the close-in rigs? When is that going to happen, or has that already started? Uh, well, maybe because of necessity, but that usually doesn't start, or we don't normally start pursuing that until February or March, because it's when it's when they group up to really get heavy into their spawn that they'll move out to those close-in rigs. You can get out there probably right now and catch some if you would time the weather right. Uh, stay close to where you can watch that weather and get home. But uh, but other than that, right now, I mean, you find you any obstruction, um, you know, any rock pile or oyster reef that still has oysters on the surface in the marsh, and you're going to have sheephead on it. Darrell, uh, how how do you fish the weirs in, t- in the interior of the marsh? If you find, like, a little bulkhead and got water on both sides of it, what is the best way to fish those? Because those can be really havens and hot spots for fish. It is, Don, and and look, when I'm talking about a haven, it's a haven. Number one, you fish it with your head on a swivel because depending on where you are, you know, they're going to threaten you with the cops. Um, number two, it, it all depends on, what number one, what your tide's doing, and it depends on what the weir looks like. If it's one that's got a washout along the side of it, a lot of times those fish are in that deeper hole in that washout along the side of it. If it's one of my favorite ones up in the marsh, if that water is it's still mostly intact, they've reinforced it with some rocks, that water's rolling through it or rolling over the top of it. We normally just drift right into it and fish right on the backside of it in that, in that turbulence. And that produces a lot. But that's one of those things where you, each one of those spots is going to vary. Uh, I've got another one back there in the marsh that had a deep, deep hole right on the side of it where it scoured out. And if you caught it during the slack tide, when you just had a little bit of tide rolling, and you worked a shrimp up that, it had about an eight or nine foot drop off from the edge of it you work that shrimp up that drop off in the month of february and it was a guaranteed box of flounder just boom you know so i mean it, you've got to just kind of use your electronics and experiment because each one of them is going to fish different yeah speaking of flounders uh that will be getting ready to reopen uh you know next week it's been closed now in november <laughs> and uh that'll be welcome to have that reopen well yeah those weirs can definitely uh be very very productive and uh, basically you just got to as you mentioned, read the water, you know, we'll see what the tide's doing and those particular scour-out holes. It's amazing sometimes how many fish can stack up in one little small area like that. Yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> and 
And it's always nice when you find it. Darrell, I can find you on my website if somebody wants to book a trip in that area at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com under my field reporters. Tell them how to get your website and telephone if they're interested in getting the trip scheduled for this winter. Uh, RealScreamers.com or 225-937-6288. And we're working with your girl, Kathy. We're trying to do something, get something up quick this year. Uh, we're trying to join the, the new electronic age, and we're trying to put electronic gift certificates for Christmas on the website. So we're working working to get that done. Hopefully that will be done in the next few days. Yeah, Kathy will get it done if anybody can, that's for sure. Thanks for the report, Darrell. We appreciate it, as always. Thank you, Don. All right, we'll see him next week. That's Captain Darrell Carpenter, realscreamers.com. All right, coming back, we've got Captain Mike Gallo, Eric Mohabarak with the Paddlers Report, Ryan Lambert will be in the duck blind. we got lots to talk about. And Chad Adams going to talk about his book, How to Walk in the Marsh. He's doing a book signing later today, makes a great Christmas gift. You'll be interested to hear it. Coming back right after this timeout on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. 